welcome back to What's in the Box, a Doctor Who podcast that invites you to discuss your favourite or recommended TV stories, audios, books, TARDIS designs, masters, animation styles and anything else you may wish to discuss. My name is Jim and I'll be your host as we assemble the jigsaw pieces that make Doctor Who for you. Tonight, I'm delighted to welcome my second guest to the podcast, Mr. Daniel Rawnsley. Hello, Daniel. Hello. Great Hello. to be here. Um, can I just check I'm saying your last name correctly, aren't I? Rawnsley? Rawnsley, yeah. Ronsley. I get that a lot because I live in France and oh, they mispronounce my name all the time. So I get <sighs> Ramsey, like Gordon Ramsey. I get <laughs> Rawsley. I get all kinds. Of, so, yeah, I have to spell it out to them every time. I but see. yeah, it's Rawnsley. Yeah. OK, so how's your day been today? It's been um, pretty quiet, actually, but I um, I managed to you know, get some stuff done and, um, mm. and yeah, remember to eat, you know. <laughs> That's an important one, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. the, the curse of my job is I end up snacking at my desk half the time. So <laughs> I try to stop oh, myself yeah. doing that at the moment. <laughs> oh, blimey. Yeah. Gosh. So, uh, okay. So you've um, agreed to come on this podcast. Um, and uh, I'll just explain a few things. Uh, you may have you may have listened to previous uh, the previous episodes that I've done, um, but uh, it's basically a light-hearted discussion about what kind of makes Doctor Who for you. Really, we don't always discuss some of the things that that mean the most to us, some of our favourite mm. things. And I kind of just wanted to open that open that up to fans and for them to come on and basically talk to me about the things that they love about Doctor Who. The things that make it sing. Yes, exactly. Mm. I want it to be the, the kind of podcast that's kind of, it, it can include anything, as the hopefully the intro explains. Yes. Um, you know, uh, you can discuss anything you like on here, anything you want. Um, I mean, I'm planning on doing something by myself in, uh, in, the, coming, in the coming weeks where I discuss my least favourite story from each Doctor, but I want to put a positive Ooh. spin on it. Because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people come on and talk about their favourite things. I, I kind of want to talk about the stories that I don't quite like, but I want to try mm. and put a positive spin on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, li I like to say that you can find a bit of good in every story, even the ones that you don't like, you know. Exactly. And uh, there's a lot of Doctor Who, there's a lot of, there's very little Doctor Who that I don't like, actually. Mm. I like most of it, you know, even the stuff that doesn't really chime that doesn't really vibe with me, you know. I always find something to to latch onto, you know. Yeah, I agree. There's, uh, you know, there's there's a there's a lot of stories out there that I'm not massively keen on, but there is always something. <laughs> there is always something there. There's always a there's always a chink of light somewhere within within each story. And uh, at the end of the day, it's Doctor Who, and and we love it, and uh, we learn to love the, the things that we that we maybe don't love as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so firstly, I'd, I'd like to ask you kind of how you how you came into Doctor Who. Uh, I mean, if you, if you forgive me, I, I don't really know a lot about you and how, you, how you've come into Doctor Who. Yes. So uh, a lot of what I know about Doctor Who fans, I, I've learned through following people on Twitter and discussing things with them and listening to other podcasts and uh, I believe this is your first podcast isn't it yes it is well I just I just started getting into the Doctor Who online community properly last year as well actually mm -hmm. via Twitter as well uh otherwise yeah because before I just kind of stayed a bit um a bit removed from it I don't know why um I, I guess I couldn't find 
I wasn't looking hard enough, maybe, you know, just, um, and then mm. I stumbled across a few podcasts and got that got me going back on Twitter and using it properly and, <laughs> and following the right people. And, you know, when you follow the right people, um, you can create this nice little community, you know, you can curate, you know, curate things, which is nice. Yeah, I, I think a few years ago for me, I, there wasn't. I followed a few Doctor Who fans on Twitter, but I didn't really. I wasn't really part of anything. And mm. slowly, slowly, I, you know, I kind of, I've kind of found those 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 people that kind of vibe with me. So yeah, is a it's a nice it's a nice way of getting to know the, the Doctor Who community, especially especially via the podcast as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, now I like things on Twitter. I comment on Twitter. I never used to. I never used to tweet, really. I, Because I, I'm like, oh, no one's going to be interested in what I have to say. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how so I So <laughs> I would just follow people and just say, oh, well, that I like what they said there. I don't like what they said there. But I'd sort of keep it to myself, you know. Mm, yeah. um, so it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to kind of engage, you know. Um, yeah. In small doses. <laughs> yeah, of course, in small doses, yeah. There, there are certain things I steer clear from, you know. I think sometimes you, you have, have to, to, you know, mm. um, otherwise you'll go insane. What, what are your first kind of memories of Doctor Who, really? Yes. Well, I blame my parents for this. So it's mum and dad, if you're listening, it's a little fool. <laughs> um, because they kind of uh, introduced me and my sister to... Doctor Who in the I think in the earliest early early 2000s so this was just before the show came back in 2005 mm -hmm. um, and just one summer one summer day my mum introduced us to she like oh come and watch this you know and um, it was the Peter Cushing uh, Doctor Who movie one of the second one uh, Dalek Invasion of Earth 2150 AD and uh so it was you know my first exposure to doctor who was doctor who and the daleks you know mm. the two the two icons of doctor who and um and you know i was kind of just as as you would expect a sort of young i think i must have been just before i was 12 so 10 11 so an 11 year old you know i mean i was terrified of the daleks and you know kind of enraptured and it's not I mean, it's a, it's very separate from the rest of the show, you know, and it's only afterwards that I picked up on, you know, fragments of the show on, on telly. So the John Pertwee doctor, the Tom Baker doctor, mm. and then the show came back in 2000, 2005, you know, they were like, oh, Doctor Who's coming back. And I'm like, oh, well, where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had always been part of my, you know, back in the background somewhere. And and then, you know, so when it came on and those first episodes um, were broadcast, I was like, oh, well, it's going to be, you know, the white haired Peter Cushing doctor. And, and it wasn't. It was, you know, it was modern. It was new. It was Christopher Eccleston and Billy Piper. And mm. and the rest is history. You know, I I stuck with it from then on, you know, Um yeah, it was so, I mean, it was such a special moment at that time, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. That's quite, that's quite interesting, actually, um, hearing somebody who got into Doctor Who via the, the Peter Cushing movies, because, <laughs> I, I mean, I had those as a, as a, as a kid um, back in the late 80s, I want to say, on VHS. And uh, it was, yeah, so they, they kind of, I think I spoke before on, on, one of the previous episodes but i kind of came into doctor who via the via the videos and and those mm. two films were one one of the one of the ways i got into 
got into the show. So so after watching those films, so you watched the Eccleston stuff and, and the Tenant stuff. And have you yes. kind of stuck with it through throughout its run? Pretty until... much, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. my my actually the funny thing is my parents bailed pretty early on. They 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 were they were just as big fans as I was of the Eccleston era. So we, you know, it became a family event. Every Saturday we would sit down and watch Doctor Who. You know, um, we we had pizza during Father's Day. It was a pizza night, you know, wow. which is kind of, I mean, <laughs> for such an upsetting episode. <laughs> and then um, and then, you know, when Father's Day was over, they had the trailer for next time. And my dad would jump off the sofa and he recorded, you know, the next time for the empty child. And then when uh, Eccleston regenerated into Tenant, I missed the christmas invasion i didn't know there was going to be a christmas special i just thought oh well i'll be back next spring oh wow and i skipped it which was so it's very weird when you go straight from the parting of the ways to new earth and <laughs> um and so yeah and then we get to new earth and you have that scene where uh tenant is 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 screaming at um novice haim mm. when they discover the, hosp the hospital's dark secret and um and yeah, my parents were like, okay, that's it. We're out. You know, this guy's too shouty. We can't deal with him. <laughs> you know, oh, it was so funny. And I still tease them about it to this day. Aww. So every time, you know, Tennant's name gets mentioned, they always have the same reaction. They say, oh yeah, he was good, but he was so shouty. <laughs> and I just, you know, do a, a David Tennant impression. Nah. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, I have, I have stuck with the show. There's mm -hmm. been a few years where I've kind of, had to catch up where I haven't mm. watched it live and it's mainly because I went to university I got distracted by other stuff and so I had to, I had to catch up uh I, I remember having to catch up very quickly before the 50th anniversary mm. um so I caught up on season seven I hadn't watched any of that so I had to catch up and the same happened with uh series nine of Capaldi and mm. series 10 of Capaldi as well yeah mm -hmm. until and then when Jodie Whittaker became the doctor I was watching live again and then I stopped watching live again because I, <laughs> I got distracted again and had to uh buy the series 12 DVD and catch up that way oh wow and then when Flux came I was watching live again so wow it's it's kind of just been dipping I mean I've still watched all of it I yeah, just of course. Kind of yeah, would take a step back. You know? Yeah, I think sometimes yeah. you have to. It's you, you know, it's my, for me my intensity on uh, yeah. in my interest on on the show. Kind of it, it kind of it comes in waves sometimes. So there are you know there are there. Are, I've, I'm always a fan and I'm always watching. But mm. it's you know the, the the last era with Jody was particularly. I was absolutely glued to it but mm. possibly my interest waned a little bit through the the latter mm, latter matt smith era early mm -hmm. capaldi era you know it's kind of just what it's a thing that's there that i put on tv i enjoy it but then i kind of step back a, a little bit from it but at the moment especially with the new stuff coming up the tenant stuff that's coming up i'm i'm kind of really I'm really kind of absorbing every every bit of information that's coming yes, along at the, the moment. We're revving up to the 60s. Yeah, yeah, it feels very very exciting. Whereas I think I think sometimes Doctor Who tends to, you know, there's, there's peaks and troughs, isn't there? It kind of it can it can rise really high where you you're really interested in it, and then it can go a little bit, and it just becomes this entertaining 
show that we love yeah and i i've i've seen you know in the in the sort of waiting for new doctor who to come back you know you kind of go online and you watch reaction videos of other people reacting to the mm -hmm. to the show and what it really revealed to me is that it's not the kind of show i would binge watch you know um i mm. like the fact that it's just you know every saturday you would you or sunday when when jody came became the doctor you would just sit down and watch one episode mm. of doctor who and i still tried to preserve that even when i was playing catch up mm. on you know uh matt smith and peter capaldi as well and i would still try and do only one episode a day and not try and watch several in one day or one afternoon and i just don't think it lends itself well to i mean maybe some other eras do but i don't know if it if for me it does yeah yeah, Doctor Who's a very, um, it, it's one of those shows that you can put on and you can watch one episode and then you're done. You know, it's it's very, it's very rare that it has a, I don't think it's a very binge worthy show. Um, and that's not to, no. that's not to knock, knock the show, of course, um, because, you know, it's, it's quite easy to sit and watch a, a handful of episodes all in one go. But the, I think the beauty of it is each week is different. So you can go into it and you can enjoy that episode and then you can you can leave it and i think that's you know one of the thing one of the reasons it appealed to the the general public so yeah much. well and when you know they made that announcement about it nearly all nearly all of doctor who coming back to iplayer um mm -hmm. and um i was just thinking you know i'm not going to be one of those people who who sit watches all of it from the beginning because i think when you hit the Troughton era it's going to be base under siege base under mm -hmm. siege base under siege <laughs> exactly <laughs> and you know those are great individually but when you have a steady diet of base under siege you kind of yeah it must be a bit hard going i can only imagine you know yeah have you ever done have you ever done the the marathon before from start to you know the early the early stuff the, the classic uh, series no i've done it with various eras where i just pick one era and mm. go right through it to the end and even then, again, it's kind of you kind of feel like, oh, it's it's kind of like, oh, I have to do it now. It's a kind of a chore mm. and you don't really want it to become that. It takes kind of the fun out of it. You know, no. um, I think if I did it with someone, if you sit down and watch it with someone and you see Doctor Who kind of anew through their eyes, then yeah, and then, yeah, that yeah. must be really kind of exciting, you know, because yeah. you sort of discover things about it that you think, oh, I never I never knew that. I never you know, thought about that. Yeah. And I, and I think as well, you know, it's the, the classic series, it's it was designed to go out an episode a week. So I yes. think it's I, I've done the marathon a few times and I adore the 60s stuff. I absolutely it's one of my mm. favorite eras. I adore the 60s stuff. But as much as I adore the 60s stuff, by the time you get to if you're doing it in marathon style, by the time you get to the end of season six, it's like, oh, yes. oh my God, come on. Or, or, <laughs> or even at the end of season five, every single story in season five is pretty, pretty much perfect. Pretty, you know, okay, there's right. some better than others. But you, you're right about the base under siege. You get it every week. So if you are watching that in order, in a marathon, every, every you know, one after the other, it does get a little bit tiring after a while. Yeah. How many times can we have a base commander saying, I'm not going to listen to you and then <laughs> having to listen to him? <laughs> exactly. For, for, for myself, and I've, I've spoken about this before, and I don't I don't really want to <laughs> don't really want to make it about myself. Um, but, you know, when I was when I was a kid and I was watching Doctor Who, I I I 
pieced it together through through my dad buying the VHSs or recording mm. stuff off UK Gold. So I saw one week I'd be watching Tom Baker, the next week I'd be watching Sylvester McCoy, and then I'd be jumping right back to William Hartnell. So I saw it in, you know, again, jigsaw pieces, you know. I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, when when they all put them on iPlayer, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to time travel, you know. Yeah. Go from, you know, the past, the future, the, you know, the 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 the, the Doctor Who of now and then back and, you know. Yeah. I think it's more more digestible, you know. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you have um, picked an, a number of topics which you want to discuss this evening on the podcast yes. and uh we're gonna we're just gonna head into it i think so the first topic you picked was uh, your favorite dalek design um <laughs> yes now which is great because uh, for me myself i'm a huge fan of the daleks i mean for, who isn't i mean uh, i'm sure there are some people uh well actually we <laughs> we're talking about watching the show with somebody who's not watched it before i've been watching um the new series with um with uh somebody who's very special to me at the moment and she has uh she's never seen doctor who before and she she thinks the daleks are absolutely ridiculous (laughs) and i'm sat there saying but no they're fantastic look at look how scary they are they're terrifying and she just cannot take them seriously but uh i mean they are kind of ridiculous but that's the kind of balance you need to find with the daleks i think is there yeah, they're they're very silly, but they're also quite scary. And yeah, you know, yeah. I think they are. I think I think they're absolutely they're beautifully designed. But I I think yeah, I think you can kind of sit outside of your kind of fan fan circle sometimes and and look at it from the outside and think actually they are pretty ridiculous when <laughs> when you look at them for anybody who's never seen them before and hasn't hasn't kind of been a part of that. I think mm, yes, 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 def- definitely. So what what is it really that, that kind of attracted you to to the Daleks? I mean, well, I mean, did did you want to talk about your favorite design first? Okay, so yeah, the favorite, my favorite Dalek. Well, one of my favorite Dalek designs is the yes. So back to the Peter Cushing movie, the Dalek, because those are the basically the first Daleks I ever saw. Mm-hmm. So you have the blue, the silvery gray, blue. Dalek, which are the 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 drone Dalek, I suppose you'd call it, mm-hmm. and then they have the commanders, which are you know really exciting. They got the red, uh, the red Dalek, and then there's a black Dalek with gold um, Dalek um, baubles, mm-hmm. balls, whatever you call them. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think they also have, and yes, and they have a sort of yellow gold Dalek as well. And mm-hmm. um, I rewatched the the Peter Cushing movie recently, and. Um, so there is that sort of a very toy element to them now because it was made in the 60s and but what I I mean what I like is that they have the the dome lights uh flash up according to their color so mm. you'll have the the kind of blue gray daleks and the dome lights will flash blue and then with the red dalek you'll have the, the dome lights flash red and I think oh yeah they're color coding the lights mm. yeah. yeah so that, that's there's something very um yeah, we're very kind of shiny about them that I like. And mm. I love the, you know, the new Dalek design that they got in the Russell T. Davies era, which pretty much stuck, you know, for most of the the new Who kind of run, really. Um, and <laughs> and we all rem- I think we all remember Victory of the Daleks, where 
Mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Moffat tried to bring back a bit of colour into into the Daleks, and not very many people responded positively. I think they call them the Teletubby Daleks now. Yes, I think so. The bubble yeah. bath Daleks. Yeah. Um, I like I like the colours, but but I think it's just the actual design that that hurts those. I think. I think probably the first Daleks that I'd ever seen for myself were 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 the Peter Cushing Daleks. I potentially saw a, a white Dalek from Remembrance when I was a kid because I saw it on on broadcast. They're kind of like beefed up versions of the TV Daleks, aren't they? They're very yeah. They don't look as cheap. They look like they're they're built. They look expensive. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. do look expensive. I was I was I was reading up about them the other day, and I believe for the for the Invasion Earth film, I think they made about just under twenty of them. And you yeah, because really you got all those tell. scenes where they they yeah they like they come out in force. Yeah. And, you know they're all advancing, and there's about like yeah six or seven Daleks on the screen at once. You know, which is mm. yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And they look um, so good as well at coming like <clears throat> when they're filmed it, it, at night when they're on loca uh, location. Is it's in, it's a, it's Shepperton Studios, I think, isn't it? Where it they, is. Yeah, where they yeah, filmed yeah. them, but they look so good when they're firing the the guns with the the, the smoke coming out of them, and they they kind of moving yes. through that kind of yeah. They they really the summit really. That's what, yeah, that's what really scared me about them at the time was the, yeah, the, the, they gas their victims, you know, it's mm. kind of, it, instead of lasers when they exterminate them and it's, it's kind of horrific, you know, I, 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 that's what really scared me at the time. And so when they came back in the new series, I was kind of fully expecting, oh, they're going to start gassing their victims again. And then <laughs> you know, they, they kind of, I mean, they, they, they make up for that with that sort of very you know kind of quite scary um skeleton effect as well mm, you know yeah, when, of they, course. When, they, when they shoot mm. the the death ray yeah you know but yeah yeah the that's what i missed when i yeah when i watched the um the the peter cushing movie again was yeah the gas coming out mm. of the and they've the, got the they've got the, the pincers as well haven't they uh, some of them have the pincers instead of the cl uh the we, yes, as well which is surprisingly kind of uh, dexterous you know they kind mm. of operate machinery very quickly there i just there was a couple of scenes where they were doing pressing all these buttons and i went oh wow they're yeah. you know daleks usually take their time yeah <laughs> i think yeah i think everything about them just it, it, it just it just screams that they've had more money put into them and uh yeah it's uh, and you can definitely see that kind of that the new series based their ideas uh the new daleks on that kind of that kind of design, the kind of bigger, beefier, more mm, it's metal. very elegant. It's yeah. sort of very, yeah, sort of uh, sturdy. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. even the even the um, the voices as well. I think I think in the in the films they are much more. There's much more power behind the voices as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, you watch, really hear them too, they kind of this feels like they cranked up the volume on them. You know. Yeah, they, yeah. and I think you know I believe they used uh, Peter Hawkins. Uh, from the series as well, but if you kind of look at, if you kind of look at the 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 Dalek Invasion of Earth TV story, um, mm. and then you you look at the voices of the ones in the film, they're a million miles apart. You know, you've got a very <laughs> a very weedy we are the masters of Earth voice in the in the in the TV series, and then you've got this really beefy kind of voice. Yes. We are the masters of Earth. Yeah, yes. the the, yes. the scene yes. in the scene in the um the scene in the original. Um, in the Doctor Who and the Daleks film, which always stands out to me, is the the black Dalek addressing uh, the the row of 
Daleks in the city and he's saying, mm. destroy the Thals. And, <laughs> and their lights <laughs> flashing. And it, yeah, the whole thing just feels there's a lot of power behind those Daleks, I think. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, and the the, the, the Dalek invasion of 2015 AD is, is pretty much the, the TV story on steroids, you know. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever and seen it really the... moves? Oh, it does, know. and and I I prefer the uh, the the second movie to the first movie. Actually, mm. um, there's it's a lot more. It's got a lot more energy to it, I think, than the than the. And first it's got one. Bernard Cribbin. Bernard Cribbins. Yes, yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. Who, who returns to fight the Daleks? You know, many yeah. many years later. <laughs> yeah, bless him. Um, have you ever seen the? I don't know if you would have seen it because I've only seen bits of it. But they they did a. I think it was about 2000 and 2007 there was a stage no not a stage play it was a it was a fan film and they used uh, it was a, it was a recreation of power of the daleks and they they used um the new series daleks but they'd spray painted them silver and blue yes i saw snatches of that on youtube yeah and they had the very kind of yeah the very sort of new series voices mm. as well yeah, yeah very effective yeah, I kind of wish they'd go back to using that kind of color scheme, really. Because I, I think... hope they do actually, because I think there have been whispers that they they're eventually going to retire the the Time War era Daleks, I think they're called, yeah, and sort of retire that bronze design. And yeah, and I hope he goes colorful again. I hope he does, you know, yeah, yeah. silver, blue, gray, whatever, black, yellow, yeah. red. Bring back the yeah, the victory of the Daleks, Daleks, just without that giant humpback that they. Have. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe uh, should have, uh, looking at the designs, that should have contained some weapons or something in the back. I think the idea was... That's what was they were it, saying, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was going to open mm. up and the weapons were going to come around, but clearly it never made it to the... To, yeah, to I bless them on, on, on Doctor Who Confidential. They, you know, they can you can see them really trying to sell it. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to redesign the Daleks and they look as tall as as as, as I do, you know. And, um, yeah. <laughs> they tried, they tried. They tried, they tried. <laughs> it's very faithful to the original uh tv version the dalek invasion earth um so you know you've got the the bit the, there's got the whole mining thing and drilling down to the core of the earth and uh the dalek coming out of the water and in the at the beginning mm. and uh the ship blowing up at the end and yeah um it's just it's just quite funny that um uh they they there's that famous sign where it's in the ruins of london where it says don't don't dump bodies in the river and uh in the in the peter cushing movie it's something like it's an advert for sugar puffs or yeah something. sugar puffs <laughs> talk about a difference <laughs> oh god yeah so that's the sort of slightly commercial side you know glossy sort of toy commercial side coming on but you know it, it's it really moves at a, a, a fast pace it's only about 90 minutes long and it has that you know that jazzy score going mm. all the way through it which kind of reminded me of your your podcast intro actually <laughs> i was trying to trying to think of a theme that would uh appeal to my kind of nostalgic side uh of mm. uh, of of, uh, of my feelings for the show and uh that theme was always there at the, uh, at the start of the um there were some vhs releases in the early 90s and it was the the, the hartnell years the trout years pertwee years tom baker mm. years a few other years out there and um they used that music as the as the intro for for that so it was kind of 
ties it oh, ties nice. in. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. If you ever if you ever get a chance to track them down, give them a watch because it's. Uh... I probably have to. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be being a a bad Doctor Who fan. <laughs> I don't think there's any. Well, actually, no. There, there are not bad Doctor Who fans out there. Oh, oh yes, yeah, so, well, let's not talk about them. <laughs> we don't talk about them, no, for for entirely different reasons, of course. But yeah, no, it's 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 a, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of colourful fun, and I mean, even the the special effects look fantastic. I think. I mean, that that flying yes. saucer, that flying saucer is a very convincing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you and know, that model work at the end. Yeah, where they yeah. kind of blow everything up, and it it. Yeah, it works. You know, yeah. models look look better. <laughs> yeah, and the Daleks getting fling flung down mine shafts and crumpling oh, into funny. you know into melted metal and yeah, it's fantastic. Great. So oh, yeah. A, yeah, great great design as well. Um, do you collect any of the character options Daleks? No, I you but you do. I've heard. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's uh, it, yeah. It started off as a as a just a mild interest and um it turned into right i must get this now every time a I set comes out like, yeah you have to kind of and it's like oh god no they've got another one coming out <laughs> and it's like no i need to get it i need to get it i can't not get it so yeah. does it span the whole of 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 daleks in doctor who so from the beginning to sort of the the jody whitaker era era or yeah pretty much i mean they they released, uh, I think, back when the show came back, they started doing older Dalek designs to kind of complement mm. the the newer Dalek designs that they were releasing. And it's probably been in the last three years, maybe three or four years, that they've done these exclusive B and M sets where uh, they've they've gone through the history of the Daleks. So they went from the beginning, and they were currently up to. I think they're about to release some some from Remembrance of the Daleks uh unfortunately oh, yes. um they have missed a couple of daleks out of out of their releases um which i was a little bit peeved about because i'd i'd been after them for a while so there's a black one from resurrection of the daleks which they haven't released and or at least they've not released them during this this run and mm. uh there's uh the special weapons dalek as well from remembrance which they released previously oh, no way. yeah they've not they've you... not re-released oh. it and i was like no i've been waiting for this moment <laughs> And they, they they brought him back in the new series all, all too briefly, but yeah. they did bring him back. You know, yeah, he, yeah. he deserves his own character options. Yeah, somebody somebody on somebody on Twitter because he, I mean, he was released about probably about two thousand seven, two thousand eight, I think. And um, mm. somebody on Twitter did post a link to uh, an eBay auction, um, but he was going for like eighty pounds, just this one. Dalek and I like as much as I love them I cannot yeah. I can't yeah. pay that much money got bills for... to pay yeah things to buy you know exactly yeah. exactly there's just yeah it's it, it's it, yeah it wasn't going to happen unfortunately but I don't know maybe maybe we'll go maybe we'll get to some some more re-releases down the line it's kind of like when they released all the soundtracks when the new series came out and every soundtrack so series one series two series three is and they miss out. They missed out series ten, and you've got all these people on Twitter going, "Where's series ten? Bring <laughs> you know, bring, when is the series ten thing going to be released?" And then you know, we find out that Murray Gold is coming back to Doctor Who, and everyone's going, "Where's series ten? Where's series ten? <laughs> oh, so maybe they'll go back and release it, or maybe they're just sort of 
making promises that they're not going to keep. Who knows? Uh, I, I think there's probably a better chance now, now that Murray's back, that we that we will get it. Uh, somebody posted, and I was I fell for it. Uh, somebody had set themselves up as a fake Doctor Who official Doctor Who Twitter uh, oh, account no. and posted news that they were releasing the Series Ten soundtrack, and I was like, oh, because it had the same the same icon, the same um, avatar that the Doctor Who official Twitter account uses. And it just yes. looked official, but it wasn't. It was oh, it's a it's a it's no. a fake account and I think a lot of people fell for it. So they when they when they interviewed him in in Doctor Who magazine about him coming back, I think they did bring up bring that up. They said so, you know, when series ten coming back coming out. And yeah. I can't remember what you said, but um probably promising yes, yes, it's coming, you know. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. So yes, so, so so in the terms of 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 the Dalek character options, uh, um, I I suppose yeah they might just go back and plug the gaps, or mm. they might not. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully one day, one day. <laughs> but we can't we can't be you know about let's <laughs> say we I can't be too ungrateful. I never thought I'd get this many Daleks in my life, yes. so I'm quite happy. You know, being a little boy, I never imagined that so, I would have all of those. How many have you got? Oh my word! Uh, they're outside. They're currently sat outside on top of a bookcase uh, outside outside the bedroom, not outside in the garden. Um, right. And uh, oh, don't know. I would say there's probably about twenty. I think out there. Oh wow! Twenty. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. That's a good number. But they just look so. There's something about the design of a Dalek that is just so it's beautiful. Yes, yes. It's again yeah, ele- elegant design. Elegant. Yeah. 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 Which I think they really got when they brought them back in in the new series is you have to have they have to be these creatures of of beauty as well as yeah. as well as, as as killing you know yeah because I mean the, I think the probably I mean there are some very good Dalek episodes with flimsy Daleks in them but I think the when they're all flimsy it kind of takes a bit of the the menace away you think oh you just push them down the stairs and they'll yeah. be you know you'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah, I, it, actually, it always used to make me laugh in um, in the the Dalek Invasion of Earth film, where they were. Uh, is it Dortmund? He's he's so intent yes. on building this bomb that will destroy the Daleks. Yet one guy grabs a Dalek and throws it down the ramp, and it blows up as soon as it hits the bottom. I think, well, if they can be destroyed by just flinging them about, why are you going to the bother of making a bomb? Of making a bomb, yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> Just chuck them over a cliff or something down down some stairs, and that happens a lot in the in the yeah in the in the Dalek movie. Yeah, they 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 go down ramps and they push them down shafts. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Waste yeah. his time making the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Our discussion about Daleks does take us on to your the next thing that you wanted to discuss. Yes, good segue. Yes. So this is it's quite a Dalek heavy podcast, which is great because I again, I love them. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, you uh, w- wanted to talk about your favorite uh, or one of your favorite new who stories, didn't you? One of my favorite new who stories, which, yeah, you kind of have to go back to the beginning of new who. I mean, obviously, you know, there, there'll be other choices that the fandom will talk to death like blink and the waters of mars and Mm. midnight and turn left and you know they're all fantastic episodes but um but for me the first really great one was dalek so dalek was the 161st episode of doctor who it starred christopher eccleston as the ninth doctor 
with Billy Piper as Rose Tyler and Bruno Langley as Adam Mitchell. It also starred Corey Johnson as Henry Van Staten, Anna Louise Plowman as Diana Goddard, Stephen Beckingham as Polkowski, Nigel Whitney as Simmons, John Schwab as Owen Bywater, Jana Carpenter as DiMaggio, Joe Montana as the commander, Barnaby Edwards as the Dalek operator, and Nicholas Briggs as the voice of the Daleks. It was directed by Joe Ahern, written by Robert Shearman, script edited by Helen Rayner, produced by Phil Collinson, with executive producers Russell T. Davies, Julie Gardner, and Mal Young. Music was by Murray Gold, and it was first broadcast on the 30th of April 2005. The novelization of Dalek was written by Rob Shearman and released in paperback on the 11th of March 2021. Um, mm. And I remember going back to watching Doctor Who with my family. We watched um, the second part of the Aliens of London two-part of the World War Three uh, in in London. We were visiting friends in London at the time, and the end the, the episode ends, and they have the next time trailer, and it ends with you know the the Doctor walking into the cell when he goes, "Oh, I've come to help. I'm the Doctor." And it goes exterminate, and he's like impossible exter. And I was so excited for next week. And so when next week came around, we sat down and watched Dalek. And you know, I mean, talk about the return of the Daleks is one of the things they really pulled off. I think is to make the Daleks scary again. Yeah. And that whole script by Rob Shearman is basically, I think he he talks about it quite often where he asked his his partner or his girlfriend at the time you know why don't you like the daleks and she's like oh well you know they talk too much they got silly sink plungers they just run and run up run upstairs and you'll get away from them and so he kind of every moment of that script um sort of takes that weakness and turns it on its head into a strength yeah. and you know uh, so, oh, they 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 can't get upstairs. Well, now they can. They can fly, which they already did, I think, in remembrance of mm -hmm. the Daleks. Yeah. But just that, though, that what really sells that moment is when you know they the cat the close ups on on the actors' faces and yeah. they look terrified. Yeah. yeah. Public perception of the Daleks was that they couldn't go upstairs anyway. You know, despite yeah. we'd seen them going upstairs in 1988, the the perception of them was they don't go upstairs so i think it was only a small minority of fans that knew that they could do this so bring um actually into... i think you'll find that in remembrance of the daleks um, yes yes exactly <laughs> exactly um yeah so i i yeah do, bringing in all those all, the, all those different elements to mm. kind of make frightening is i mean the the, the suckering of the head is yes when he crushes um what's it simmons when yeah. he crushes simmons's head yeah. and you hear the bone crack i'm mm. surprised that got through um you know broadcasting at the time because yeah. i remember for the empty child they had to take the the sound of the gas mask kind of cracking bone as it spreads yeah. over the doctor's face the, the dr constantine's face you know yeah but with, with yeah they leave that in and it's oh it's horrible you know well but yeah. I, i'm sure the story when it was released on dvd originally i'm sure it was given a 12 rating yes um but i, I don't still think have it that was... dvd oh do you still have it oh wow mm. um i but i don't think it was because of that scene i think it was because of the the doctor electrocuting the dalek which I find yes. quite interesting um, yes, because yes. out well, of all the horrifying goes... things that happen in the story. 
that's probably one of oh the i mean it's a very violent story too i think that's mm. probably why i liked it so much when i was a teenager i was like oh yeah it's got guns and you know people lots of people dying and you know when you watch it now it's kind of almost unbearably sad because oh. you know it's just you know it's it's yeah it's very dark for a for a it's it's mm. probably it's one of those um one of those episodes tv does this sometimes where you've got a you know a big new show and they do the first few episodes to kind of set up what the show is about. And then you have an episode where it kind of stops and says, okay, we've got this far. What, what is this show really about and where, how far can we take it? Mm. And I think some shows like, I think the Sopranos did that mm. where Tony Soprano, you think, Oh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's struggling between his family life and his mob family life, you know, oh, so funny. And then he murders someone. Mm. and so i think yeah with the new series you you've got you know you've set up who the doctor is who rose is where they can go past future present you brought them back home they've they've saved the world and then they meet the daleks you know mm. um and it's a whole and you know the whole the whole time war uh mythos comes to the to the fore um with you know yeah the doctor and the dalek having this shared history yeah, uh, both survivors, you know, and um, and it's kind of also quite meta in in that sense. Is that I I picked I can't take full credit for this, but someone pointed out to me that it all takes place in a museum, and mm. one of the first things the Doctor does when he when he walks out of the TARDIS is he sees that Cyberman head in a glass case, and it's and he says, you know, it's the stuff of nightmares reduced to an exhibit. I'm getting old. Yeah. And there's so many lines of dialogue throughout the whole episode when, you know, he sees the Dalek in the rain and he says, you're going to get rusty. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and, and so basically they're these two old relics who are in now in the 21st century in this um, underground American base museum where they've all got guns and, you know, Americans own the internet, you know, with Van Staten. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, yeah, trying to figure out what is their purpose. You know, yeah. they both survived, and the doc, you know, the doctor doesn't really have any reason to kill the Dalek other than other than pure kind of rage and yeah. survivors survivors guilt, I suppose. You know, and it's the way. only thing the only thing that they know, I suppose. Yes, the, you know, yes. The, the, there's there's not a there's not a world out there where they could possibly become friends and think, well, you know, we're the survivors of. Of our planet were the only survivors why don't mm. we just try and get on with each other instead they, they you know they know no different it is yeah, quite on. interesting with the with the dalek how it starts to and this was the this was the the bit of the story that always used to it used to break me um because i was uh, i i don't know if i was if i was the only one but i was quite emotional whenever i watched dalek uh the first time i saw mm. it i was in i was in floods of tears by the end of it because you know there's this dalek that's changing and becoming yes. better and more human, but it doesn't want to, and it hates right. the fact that that's that's yeah. what's happening to it. And you know, when when the Dalek says, you know, this isn't life, or I can't remember the exact line. This is sickness. It, yeah. This is sickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I'd never seen a, I'd never seen a Dalek acting like this before, but there's something about it, you know, about this 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 thing that's becoming better but it doesn't want to be better mm. uh, you know yeah it can't just, change because it if it changes change. it can't be a dalek anymore and no. that's you know and yeah that's the, the the sort of that's the 
that's the kind of emotional core of the story when it comes to a, a head at that confrontation at the end mm. where Rose stands in the doctor's way and says, no, you can't, you can't kill this thing um, because it's changing. It want, it, it, it's, it's just wants the sunlight and what the hell are you changing into doctor? You know, mm. and he has an Eccleston is just brilliant in that, that scene where he, he just goes, you know, they're all dead. And the Dalek says, why do we survive? Mm. And he says, I, do I don't know. And you could be talking about the show in a way, you know, yeah. it's that the whole time war could be a sort of, if you really want to get like really in depth about it, you could sort of say the time war was a metaphor for the, the cancellation of the show. <laughs> and the show is interrogating its own place in, in 21st century TV, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a really interesting idea. It's a really interesting idea. I was just going to say that um the the yeah it it does manage the trick of making you kind of feel sorry for for a Dalek you know mm. which has killed all these people and is meant to be this you know a bubbling ball of hate in our you know in yeah. in in armor and um yeah and you kind of feel bad for it at the end you know yeah which I don't I think they were they were they were clever in not really doing that again after because you can only do that once i think yeah i think so um and 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 why has rob shearman never written for tv doctor who again i do not know mm. i don't know if it was a personal choice for him not to come back or whether he's not invited back or i, think, I have no you idea know, i've seen interviews where he said he was invited back and he kind of expressed some interest but never said oh you, you don't want me you know sort of mm. i don't know I'd, I'd have to yeah track down some of the interviews but he's always been sort of still very supportive of the show mm. um but yeah he's just never come back and i kind of like in a way i kind of like that that's his only story and it just stands out among the rest you know mm. um and funnily enough he he did he did kind of come back to write the target novelization dalek which um is probably one of my fav favorite target novelizations going at the moment Yes. Now I have to confess, I have the novelization on my bookshelf. However, I have yet to read it and I keep picking it up to look at it and read it. And I'm like, I've, I've, uh, I'm in the middle of something else at the minute and I always yeah. forget about it again. So you're you're going to have to educate me a little bit on, on okay. this one, why I should be reading it, because I have heard good things about it. Yes, well, it is. It, I mean, it does. You have all these characters in the TV episode, which are, you know, so Bywater, DiMaggio, Simmons, uh, Diana Goddard, Henry Van Staten, and they're all they all have a, a function, but they're all most of them are sort of secondary characters and they're only developed as much as they need to be because the whole episode's basically this long chase, you know, through through corridors and upstairs. Um, and with a book he decided with the book he decided to kind of er every every chapter is then followed by a flashback and only the flashbacks have titles so you have the torturer's tale the agent's tale the 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 soldier's tale etc and oh. um and they're basically flashbacks into these characters lives and how they came to this moment in the in the Dalek episode, so how did Simmons become employed by Henry Van Staden? How did Van Staden get to where he was? How did Diana Goddard become uh, her, his right hand um, woman? You know, um, 
and it's it's i mean i won't spoil it too much but it there are some he does some very interesting things with all these characters so you know just staying with simmons is is he um he's sort of introduced as this child who gets chronic headaches all the time and he can't stop the headaches and so this kind of makes him into this quite disturbed young man who who tortures animals and and wow. uh, just because when he tortures them the pain goes away and so that's how he becomes the torturer of the dalek and how he enjoys hurting the dalek because it actually relieves his his headache oh wow and so of course it's poetic justice when the dalek breaks free and crushes his skull <laughs> of its toilet plunger and i think the end of the chapter is and the headache was gone <laughs> <laughs> wow that sounds really interesting so yes and you have a whole bit about van staten basically because they have a line in the um in the opening of the when he's first introduced in the tv episode where he's striding down corridors and it's all very west wing you know it's kind of a mm. takeoff of the west wing where they walk and talk at the same time and they have a line about he's basically more powerful than the president because he says oh the president's 10 points down i want him replaced mm. um and so of course this being written when it was um the 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 u.s president in the book is is very strongly suggested to be to be trump oh and wow. so you have van staten kind of make him squirm during a game of golf and how he kind of he lets him win, but he says only because, you know, I like to keep you around and you can be president for a little bit longer because it serves my interest. But you, know, <laughs> you better up your game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so and it's funny, too, because um, Nick Nicholas Briggs did the audio book. And so he reads he I mean, he reads it very well. Mm. But when he does Van Stan's voice, he kind of has a sort of Trump uh where he speaks like this um to which is kind of an interesting sort of update of van staten because i think in the tv version he's meant to be basically evil bill gates really you know yeah yeah that's the impression i get from him in the tv tv episode they had um they had a um uh i think in, a, in an early draft he was meant to be called will fences but obviously uh, they they didn't stick with that <laughs> so yeah so and of course another another reason you should get the audiobook is because <laughs> nick briggs does this i mean he does the dalek voice obviously but he also does this really terrible impression of christopher eccleston which is so kind of one of those so bad it's good impressions <laughs> where he sounds like he's got something stuck in his throat and so he goes yes we're about half a mile beneath the utah desert <laughs> And I mean, if you can get the audiobook on Audible or whatever, uh -huh. it's it's worth a it's worth a listen. <laughs> I might have to I might have to dig out the audio version on your recommendation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? So when you when you rewatch the the TV story after after reading mm. the book, does it? add to those characters then i mean you know in your, do you what do you view them differently or do you view them I as separate entities i think yeah i think i suppose when i think about the tv version i think oh yeah they've got all this backstory all this history mm. but when you actually watch the the tv version yeah it it, it just kind of i think it works on its own you know they're mm -hmm. they're kind of vivid enough 
that they can stand on their own. But yeah, I, I think with the that was the that's the joy of the target books really is you can mm. you know you re-experience the TV episode but in more depth or in different shadings and and um yeah you can bring that to the TV version if you want to you know yeah um I think that's the that's that's the beauty of the target novels though isn't it it's, I mean some I think the best ones are the ones that do flesh out the story and flesh out the characters mm. uh because you know you kind of you sometimes you're reading a just a direct retelling of of the story and i and i found yes, that he I, said she said he said yeah she said. exactly <laughs> I, I i recently i recently reread uh or didn't reread i read it for the first time um the time meddler uh novelization. oh i've read that one yes yeah yes, and it yes, was yes. It, but it was just very it was very it was entertaining it was a great book but it was just very much a a retelling of the story um, yeah whereas say something like uh i don't know it was one of the early ones by david whittaker the um exciting adventure with the Daleks. With the Daleks. Yes. yeah that was that was very different very different and I where think... it's kind of almost like the the doctor who and the daleks movie where it sort of starts the story with the dalek episode and not an mm. unearthly child yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's very yeah they're the they're the, for me they're the they're the best ones uh the the best target novelizations the ones that, that flesh them out so yeah. Yes, or the or the, the the ones um oh uh there's like the really funny ones like the myth makers, uh mm. the Romans and the gun the gun the gunfighters, yeah, gunfighters. which are oh they're just they're so funny when you read them because they're all told in the style of the characters who were there mm. in their voice, you know, and it's so you know the 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 myth makers is home told from homer's point of view and yes i, re I read that the, one a few weeks ago oh, myth makers actually that's very funny yeah it's, it's just, <laughs> the way he just keep he keeps following each character from place to place and getting himself involved in <laughs> in each scenario because i was like reading this thinking how can this how can this possibly be told from from the perspective of one person and it just works really well yeah yeah, uh, you know, and he ends up losing an eye, and yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's great. Did you ever listen to? And a lot has been spoken about before about Jubilee, the Big Finish audio, which Dalek was loosely was based, based on. on. Yes, yeah. yes. Did I've heard snatches it? of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mainly the confrontation between uh, Colin Baker's Doctor and the Dalek. Mm. where kind of the, he kind of reacts in a similar way where he's like you know oh, it can't be it can't be mm. um and uh, i think there's a reference to that in the the dalek tv episode where they they um i think it's a scene that was cut but uh they're kind of when they when they were informed of van staten visiting they all kind of clear up all the the clutter and the pizza boxes in the guard room and the pizza boxes have Jubilee, Jubilee stenciled across the yeah. box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great, yeah. it's a great story. I mean, I haven't listened to it in God, when did it come out? Oh God, it would have been 20 years ago. Also written by Rob Sherman. Also written by Rob Sherman, yeah. <laughs> and it's a good from what I remember, it was a fantastic story. I don't see a lot of similarities. Um the obviously it's... the lone Dalek being imprisoned mm. is, you know, and the confrontation and uh, but it is a it is a separate story. It's a it's it's not a direct you got yeah, you got the outline, I think. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean that's the other thing I I really love about Dalek is that it's also it's you know, uh, it for for a, for a Doctor Who episode it's quite visually drab, but I think purposefully so because it's really well directed. You know, you've got mm. all those 
amazing close-ups of the actors and they all look terrified so it really sells the the thread of the dalek but um yeah it all takes place underground it's all and it's all running through corridors which is kind of what doctor who's all about isn't it running mm -hmm. through corridors and it's kind of uh, as it almost as if the mission statement is you know if we take doctor who and strip it down to the barest essentials so the doctor the dalek this you know all these these gray concrete corridors and is the drama still there you know does the show still work and 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 i think it does you know Absolutely. Um, i think it's even reflected in 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 the costume choices so you've got all the the guards are wearing nondescript black clothes mm. and you've got the the eccleston's doctor with his leather jacket obviously which is kind of very stripped down as well and even um billy piper um has you know she's kind of wearing a tank top and, and jeans mm -hmm. and it's kind of like uh almost there's terminator 2 yeah kind of action yeah, girl kind of sarah connor look yeah yes yes yeah. yes exactly yeah. yeah oh she looks gorgeous in there too yeah. oh yeah she does yeah she does <laughs> she it's uh I, I think it's probably the best that the daleks had ever been written yes since possibly maybe maybe the 60s maybe maybe the the, the kind of power of the daleks evil the daleks um they, i'm big fan of how the Daleks are written in those stories, but it's probably the best that they'd been, uh, that they were written at that point and probably mm. the best and until I'd say resolution when resolution yes, came along. Yes. Resolution Which I see. Oh, it's brilliant. And um, I, that's a, I see that as the spiritual kind of sequel to Dalek. You know, you mm. could do a double feature of those and just see how well the Daleks work on their own. Mm. Just one. And yeah. again, yeah, both have new designs and, oh, it's, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, and I, I remember, you know, not sort of, there were rumours flying around that, yes, there's going to be a new Dalek in, in the Jodie Whittaker New Year special. And I was thinking, no, I mean, <laughs> no, that's just fan stuff. Um, and then, yeah, you hear that voice and you think, oh, I think I know what that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's, I love Resolution as well. I think oh, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. yeah and it works yes. as well the 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 way that it was written as well because a lot of people didn't want that kind of junkyard they didn't want a new dalek design but when that junkyard dalek came along it's like okay this has been cobbled together by the dalek <laughs> itself it works you know we're not losing we're not losing the original design but this just it just works it looks it looks so good no. Yes, junkyard chic, doesn't she call yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you call this look? Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. And also it kind of, yeah, just mirrors Dalek in the way that, it, yeah, the Dalek has a personal connection to Rose, as mm. does the Dalek to, uh, I think it's Charlotte Ritchie, who's who's the, the host for the Dalek creature. Mm. So, again, there's that slight sort of, um, yeah, connection between a human and a Dalek, you know. Yeah, and done in such a creepy way in resolution oh, as well. yes yes no it's very unsettling yeah. and um and the score i think the score really sold it for me yeah. is um is sega nakanola's score is mm. oh he goes he goes nuts in that in that episode i think and yeah. um and i even like the wi-fi joke <laughs> <laughs> I, I i was convinced i was the only one who, who the only one who found it quite funny you know? uh, yeah it's a lame joke but i mean sometimes the stupider a joke is yeah the funnier i find it yeah 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 because yeah. you absolutely believe that that's possibly what people would have been <laughs> would have been saying i sometimes I sometimes um threaten my son with switching the wi-fi off <laughs> so he can't go oh. on a device and he has to 
do something else, you know. Um, terrifying. <laughs> would you recommend it to a, a new fan as a place to start with 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 Doctor Who? I yes. I mean, I of course I would recommend you start from the first episode of mm. the new series, series one. But um, but it is a very good introduction. Is a I mean, it's a great reintroduction to the Daleks. It shows you everything they can do. It, sh- it kind of gives you the history or new history between the, the Doctor and the Daleks. And um, and one thing I noticed, actually, is is um, that's probably another thing that Rob Shearman took note of, um, of the Daleks being very vocal, um, you know, always saying, always saying exterminate. And, mm. and here it's very quiet. It doesn't mm. say much you know it does it does talk with the doctor obviously um but yeah it just kills all those people in complete silence and i think it really becomes effective in the finale uh with parting of the ways where all those daleks go up and down um the game station just Mm. killing all those people and they barely say a word you know it's it's very very, unsettling it's very it's very effective isn't it we you know we're so used to to daleks just chanting and screaming at people that uh, to have them not really saying much is and mm. i think as well talking about the voice um i think nick briggs does some wonderful wonderful um changes with this voice as well because i remember now i don't know if i'm misremembering or if uh, if this really happened, I think it re- did really happen. But on broadcast, the voice was slightly different, and yes, it had a it... kind of it was it had a I know it does it it does kind of speak a little bit more fluidly, a um, bit mm. more human like. However, in the TV broadcast, I think it even it sounded even more human um, as it was changing. Yes, there's a moment where it uh, it arrives in Van Staten's office with Rose, and mm-hmm. uh, I think you can probably find the difference on YouTube. But um, yes, when it when it in in the the DVD version or the new DVD version, because I have the old DVD and it still is the same as the TV broadcast, I think. Uh, and it says, you know, Van Staten, you tortured me. Why? Yeah, and there's kind of a, almost a plaintive kind of why in there, and uh, in the um, in the the new version, they kind of made it more flat, and it mm. doesn't. It, it's slightly. It doesn't work. It sounds a bit more. Sounds maybe I suppose more authoritative, but it doesn't really. I I, I prefer the slightly human side because it's already yeah. changing at that point. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, don't. There's know why another. They bit... changed it. I don't know what the what the reason was behind that. Mm. I think it was. I'm wondering if it's an American version, an American DVD, where they they had just yeah, and I suppose they had two, they had several takes, and they just used a different one. But um, I don't know why they did it though. Yeah, I don't know why they changed it. And there's another bit where they're in the lift, and and Rose is saying it's trying to reason with the Dalek, and she says, you know, don't kill them. You didn't kill me. And it suddenly turns around and goes, but why not? <laughs> you know, why are you alive? And it kinds of yeah, again you see the sort of inflections in the voice change. Mm. It's a very layered Dalek performance, which again I don't think he kind of he brought back until yeah until Resolution or or Dalek Khan I suppose in the in the Stolen Earth where it's mm. kind of the giggly mad yeah. prophet Dalek you know yeah yeah um, 
one of my favorites to speak of the Dalek card. It's just, I, I, it was on, I had it on the other day. My son was watching it and I just, the, the line that cracks me up is Dalek Khan. One of them will die. And the doctor just turns around and says, stop saying that. Stop saying that. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and then he has the, the, um, the, he, I think he does a good job with the Supreme Dalek as well, where it's hmm. this very grandiose kind of Dalek. And, um, and there's just a bit where where Davros has this long monologue about how you know the Doctor fashions his ordinary people into weapons, and um, and then you know the the Doctor's visibly shaken by by what Davros has told him, mm. and then there's kind of this sort of pause, and then the Supreme Dalek just goes, "Enough," <laughs> <laughs> which is sort of very sort of self important. Enough. <laughs> And then they all get captured. <laughs> so again, that's yeah. another reason why I think we never get tired of Daleks is you mm. can you can write them in different ways as well. Yes. They don't have to be only silent. They can be very chatty. They can be very, they can be funny as well. Mm. They can be silly. You know, um, I, I, you know, we all love the bit in, in um, was it Evolution of the Daleks where it kind of looks over its shoulder yeah. and then gossips, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah, it's brilliant. And again, repeated sort of in, uh, well, not repeated, but a, a similar in a similar style um, in the Power of the Doctor, where the Dalek just glances across at the oh, the Cyberman. At the Cyberman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, and and oh, and possibly the best Chibnall's best script for the Daleks is probably Eve of the Daleks, where mm. where oh that line I I've, I've got it stuck in my head ever since I saw it is where it it where Dan says. Um, I have to speak to your manager, and he's like, "Daleks do not have managers." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I think, I think Chibnall is probably one of the only writers who actually, along with Russell, gets mm. gets the Daleks. I think he writes for the Daleks really well. Yeah, he understands them in a way they can yeah. be again silly and scary at the same mm. time. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, yeah, I suppose Stephen Moffat is, I, I think he's admitted, he's been very quite upfront about how he's not that interested in the Daleks. He, I think mm. he said in an interview once, um, I mean, I can't do his voice, but he says, you know, the, the thing about the Daleks is they are the most reliably defeatable enemy in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's probably why he, yeah, uh, he, he does try though. He try, you know, he throws around concepts and they give mm. him, he gives them a parliament and mm. gives us Rusty the Dalek. And, you mm. know, so he, I thought he felt like he had to put them in there, but it's, yes, you can clearly see he's more interested in other stuff. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, th that's, uh, that's Dalek. If you've not seen it or read it, uh, like myself, um, <laughs> then. I've seen it, but I haven't read it. Uh, then please, uh, you know, go go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, knock yourself out. I uh, I may I may stop reading Father Time to read Dalek, or rather, oh, maybe well. maybe line up Dalek for, to read after Father Time, possibly. How fast do you read? <laughs> uh, not very fast, actually. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'd stick with Father Time then, and yeah. then you know, Dalek can wait. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That's it for part one of my discussion with Daniel about the things that make Doctor Who for him. Join us again for part two, 
where Daniel will be discussing his favourite comfort stories and we'll also be making a return to the Jodie Whittaker era. Whatever you're doing, stay safe, have fun and good night for now.